you take this woman as your lawful wedded wife? Ooh, yeah! Oh, no. Place the ring on her finger and repeat after me. With this ring. With this ring. I thee wed. I thee wed. Hello and welcome to With This Ring, episode 36. I'm your co I'm your co-host Ryan Everett. I'm your co-host Cindy Everett. And today, episode 36, our third anniversary, yeah. we will be looking at uh, our next member on the GWWE list, Kurt Angle, the only Olympic gold medalist mm -hmm. in WWF history. But do we record all through COVID? Yeah. Not like COVID related yeah. podcasting, but no, the, yeah, we the started it. Yeah, well, I think. Do we take a month we off? did we the first like four or five episodes. I thought we were going to be weekly. Oh, that's too much. So yeah, we <laughs> well we did that though. Like the first four episodes, we recorded like in six weeks. I kind of remember that. So then we kind of had quite a backload. So after Jake, the kind it kind of morphed back Normal into out. the monthly format. I got you. Which is much more digestible. Much more doable for yes. for everyone involved. Yes. Okay, but yeah, back to. Uh, our friend Kurt Angle. Yeah, so Kurt Angle, he won the Olympics in 1996. And like, is it like weight classes or? I mean, it was like heavyweight, like amateur uh, yeah, freestyle, I think. Have you seen the match? I, I watched it, yes. Yeah. Afterwards. And yeah, I mean, he it's a Iranian, I think, and he kind of like is on top of a guy the whole time. And then another stupid question like, did they win? Like a judging panel? Yeah, it's okay. like all it's okay. I mean there's I think it's not like tapping out or like No, I mean you can get points. That's but right. I think like when you get to like the Olympic level, like it's all the judges scoring the point. It's not like, oh, I think this guy won the round. It's like this guy had two takedowns and gotcha. no escapes or whatever, you know. Okay. I think. I mean you could feel free to No, we should have watched this Olympic match. <laughs> Well, first, it, it doesn't count on his GWWE list. Okay, it is not. It's, it's not in the WWF ring, so it doesn't true. count. All right, all right. So after that, though, he was like, "Hey, I'm hot shit. I have an Olympic <laughs> gold medal. I'm sure WWF like people keep talking to me about Shawn Michaels, some guy who flew down from the ceiling. Oh, but right. I'm the best wrestler in the world. Oh. So he he met with them and he said like. If, I don't win every match. I'm not going to sign that's a contract. A that's a strong position. To yeah, well, he, he, every match. Well, his his stock was high at the time. That's I mean, true. he thought you know, he didn't really understand. In his book, he talks about he he did not understand. Yeah, clearly. Like he knew it was staged, but he didn't really understand how staged it was. Well, kind of like figured it was staged, but they determined who the better wrestler was beforehand. I think, and that mm. guy won. Not really. Which, yeah, if that was true, Kurt Angle would win every match. But it's part but, of a bigger story. Right. Which he didn't, sound like he didn't really appreciate And so he was kind of like, so WWF and him were done. But then, like, ECW kind of presented themselves as, like, the more sport brand. Okay. Like, the more real yeah, wrestling. Okay. And so, like, Taz came out. They had a show in 
Philadelphia were like they had not acknowledged like, oh, ladies and gentlemen, our special guest, uh, Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle, and then like Taz, who had been doing this thing where like he was wrestling all like these washed up UFC guys already, washed up 1996 UFC, which means they were like pretty bad. They were like washed up. like street fighters that won one match there and gotcha. tried to make a name for themselves. So they'd come in and lose to Taz for like you know whatever meth payment they required that oh, week. Geez. But, so, it was, like, his thing, though, building himself up, like, I could beat any real athlete. Gotcha. So, then, like, at this show, he challenged oh, Kurt Angle, and it was kind of like, ooh, what's this going to lead to? But then, later in the night, <laughs> they had a Raven versus Sandman match, and during the few, this was a few that had been going on for a while, Raven had stolen Sandman's family. Because he was like a cult leader. I, I think we've seen, we've seen other Raven stuff. Right? Yeah. Or like Raven adjacent. Yeah, content. probably. Yeah, I think we saw, and we watched Colorado, the Goldberg like, Raven match. Yes. Yeah, and there was WCW. But it was kind of like an offshoot of his ECW gimmick, just a little less like. Weird. Yeah, not, not as like weird like women slave, sex slave sort of stuff. Yeah. Sort of undertones, at least, let's say. Yeah, not overtones. Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> but anyway, so at the end of the this night, though, the feud was going to rise to the level of Raven pulling out two different boards of, uh, two different two wooden fours. boards, yeah, two by fours, and tying Sandman to it, and then putting a crown of barbed wire Eesh. on his head. Eesh. I mean, I don't know what that symbol is of, but Kurt Angle was very <laughs> offended. Yeah, I'm sure and a lot of people were. Went to Paul Heyman mm-hmm. and said, like, if you ever show any footage of me at this event, I will sue you. And Paul Heyman, who, despite his son numerous times that his dad is a Jewish lawyer. Yes. Was not ready to fight this battle. True. So <laughs> even at the end of the show, it's it was never shown on TV, but on the WWF ECW DVD they showed like the clips of this, and they showed the clip of Raven coming out at the end of the night and being like, "My name is Scott Levy. I'm a Jewish man. I am an atheist. However, if any of you were offended by the use of religious iconography, iconography. iconography that I used in this earlier tonight, I apologize. Yeah, that's not good. Like very, like I'm not, I'm not sorry about this, but if some of you are, yeah, and the non-apology, yes. apology, interesting. So then. Kurt Angle, kind of like, he was out of ECW, obviously. Yep. <laughs> that Angle did not... Did he ever try and go for WCW? No, I don't think they kind of never really made overtones at him. So then he kind of made, kind of went back to WVF, and he was like, hey, I'm kind of willing to lose a few matches. Right. So this time around, they were like, sure, but you got to go down to Memphis, our developmental, you got to work, you know, learn how to wrestle, like... Originally in 96, there's a chance that they would have, like, brought him up right away and been, like, on Raw. Like, just to capitalize on his yeah. name, you know. Put him with guys that would... I mean, granted, I was 12 when the Atlanta Olympics happened. I had never heard of Kurt Angle. Yeah, well, The only I mean, 1996 Atlanta team I recognize is the women's gymnastics. Yeah, I mean, no one really Gary watched, Strong, no one watched the wrestling tournament. It's not like... Well, you're making it sound like everyone knew who he was. Like, he was hot shit. Well, even if... If he just showed up on Raw in, like, August of 1996, I'd never watched the Olympic wrestling match, but I would have been like, oh, this guy won the gold medal? Like, yeah. if they sold him on his legitimate credentials, like, three weeks after it happened, it would have been That's true. pretty recognizable. And he would have probably gotten a little bump just from people still off their Olympic, Olympic high. high. Yeah. 
every four years to get that Olympic high. Yeah, but this so by the time he came to the WBF, it was well like October of nine ninety nine. So he'd been in okay. developmental like about seven or eight months. They started showing these promos for him, and it was always like this like the patriotic music yeah. and him like sitting with his gold medals talking about like how he's a real role model for people. So they kind of built it up like in the same way that they built up Rocky Maivia in oh, 1996. Gotcha. But yeah. this time they kind of knew what they were doing. <laughs> where like they knew that they were laying it on so thick that people were going to boo this guy. Yeah. So his first match was at Survivor Series and he starts it like right away. He goes like double leg takedown and just right into a headlock. And right away the fans start chanting boring. Uh. So he rolls out of the ring, grabs the microphone, says, "Excuse me, excuse me. I'm Olympic gold medalist. You do not chant boring. I'm an Olympic gold medalist. Thank <laughs> right, you." So he kind of so, he got it. Right oh away. yeah. So right away, everyone knows. Okay, we're supposed to boo this guy. He's yeah. an asshole. Yeah. Like he's so stuck up. But like, did he really like the gimmick though? Because it's like he yeah. really had any other characters, right? It's not like a right. Like, I mean, that was or like, yeah. He was very much really this had. character, but he did it like to different like. I mean, he comes in and plays a dork. That's true. So it's yeah. he kind of got it right away that like this is it's not just being a great athlete. You also have to have a character performer, yeah. And like I know, I remember reading his book. He wrote a lot about like how he had to learn that the first year coming up. That it's not just yeah. Athletic if he talent, had yeah. to, if it was him versus Hunter Hearst Helmsley in a shoot fight, he would kill him. But right. It doesn't matter if Triple H is the more successful character. you got to figure yeah. out how to work that out. So the first match we watched Let's was my notes at No Way Out 2000. Mm-hmm. Him versus Chris Jericho Yep. for the Intercontinental title. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I always just, once again, I think after you watch enough of these, you kind of see the same moves. You kind of yeah. know they're like M.O. And I always like... Associate Kringle with suplexes. Yes, he's big like on the he's suplexes. He's a suplex guy. Um, and I feel like it was one of those matches that starts with the lockup and then the cross. Right. Know, cross cross ring, cross, you know, leapfrog over. Kind of see that sequence. That's almost like the initial, like, yeah. you know, laying the groundwork. Um, yeah, Kringle wins, though. Um, but this is the one where he was. Where he got thrown in the trunk. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the whole night, they, like after yeah. each match, they so show him celebrating with the crowd. That's right. Different parts of the re- arena, and then before the last match, he's still celebrating in the parking lot by himself, and gets jumped by Chris Jericho and China and shoved into the back of his car. He, yeah. So Angle uses the belts. I mean, kind of normal stuff. Yes, in this match. and so he had gone into the match as the European champion. Okay. So he wins, and he becomes the first ever Euro into. Euro Continental Champion. Ah. Except for D'Lo Brown, but he doesn't count, as Kurt Angle would say. Oh, who? D'Lo Brown. Why doesn't he count? Because Kurt Angle said he did. Oh, okay. Yeah, I already forget. What was, what was his, like, he was going to be a dork. What was the, like, acronym he would use? Oh, the three I's. The three I's. Intensity, yeah. intelligence, and integrity. Yeah, that was kind of dorky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like he dropped that pretty soon. I mean, or, it, was, uh, it was quite a few shirts in. Oh, okay. I had, I had two of Really? Yeah. Were you on the Kurt Angle train? Oh, definitely. Oh, I was. Really? Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was early, like late 1999. As soon as he came in, I was like, oh, yeah, this is the guy. You're a fan? Yeah, definitely. What did you like about him? What, like, Just how he was a dork. He was a loser, <laughs> but like all his segments were funny. It was. And if they, they didn't like have anybody who was dorky like that. Not really. I mean, no, really, the closest cool. guy was like, because he's kind of rising as Mick Foley's leaving. 
But like, I mean, Mick Foley talks about like when Mick Foley became the commissioner, him and Kurt Angle were basically playing like the same character, like just these aloof dorks who Kurt Angle was, was a great wrestler though on the like off end. Which one of Mick Foley's characters is a dork? Mick Foley. Yeah. Like Commissioner gotcha. Foley. Like when he was like. I was going to say like. And Kurt Angle like he had like a segment every, like every Raw or Smackdown he had one or two backstage segments just oh, like wow. establishing him as like this goof but he'd always end up the better because he'd win the match that he was in. Yeah. But then, then we watched the one versus the rock. Yeah, so then we went to October of 2000. So still, this is at about 11 months after his in-ring WWF oh, wow. debut. And he beats the rock to win the world title. Yeah, this one is a, I put that as one that's chaotic. Yes. There was, the, there was like the fake promo interview, which is right. funny. Yes. <laughs> there was like Stephanie McMahon running around. There was like a cardboard cutout. Um, Stephanie gets... Body slammed, and Triple H is yes. running around, and Rikishi's running around. Yes. So. so this was, yeah, this was a chaotic time in the in the Federation. That's true. Well, Steve Austin had just showed up, and that makes chaos oh, like right. explode exponentially in the whole true company. So yeah, so Stephanie McMahon, the month before they had a big blow off for the Triple H Kurt Angle feud, which had been brewing over like who Stephanie would choose, oh. and she chose Triple H, and that was pretty bad for the storyline like it didn't make a lot of sense but the time they had started going out and wow. you don't really want to give your woman to someone else in storylines because it always ends up playing out in real life yeah it's so like triple that. h was like uh better i'm gonna lock this down life imitating art and 21 years later i think you could say he made the right decision yeah exactly but so then they just had stephanie v kurt angle's business partner so when the rock attacks her Triple H comes out and attacks both The Rock and Kurt Angle since she was his responsibility. Yes, obviously. And then Rikishi comes out because supposedly the reason he hit Steve Austin with a car a year earlier was to help The Rock become the number one guy in the company. So now he claims he's still trying to help The Rock, uh -huh. but then he accidentally super kicks The Rock, I think. Yeah, and a then, lot happens. And then Kurt Angle gives him an Olympic slam, which is impressive. Yeah. Yeah, he's just fat ass the Olympic slam. Yeah, seriously. I feel like he did less ankle walks at the beginning. Yeah, it's this like, was still him. Like the Olympic slam was his finish. And I yeah. The ankle, ankle lock or angle lock? Ankle. Ankle body part lock. At first they tried. Well, it was always called the ankle lock. Because <laughs> it's the first time they said I, I think the like, first time they used, like he started using it, they called it the angle lock. But then they went back to ankle lock. But some okay. of the times the announcers so didn't not, really make I, it's it clear. It's not just me. Because like, every time I no, heard yeah. it, I'm pretty sure it's saying ankle yeah. lock. But like, it could plausible. It's plausible. I think it's going to be ankle lock. There was like a first like three months where he was using that regularly where they didn't know whether to call it the ankle <laughs> lock or the angle lock. Eh, either way, it works. Yeah. Uh, is Kurt Angle his real name? Yes. That's okay. Shoot shoot name. That's what he won the, the gold medal is. And it works so, well. It it's does, not... yeah. Well, I think it's just kind of ingrained now that works. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, even, you know, it's not something like, who could believe a guy named Kurt Angle is a wrestler? You know, yeah. it's like, no, it's a regular name. It is. It is. So then our next match, we hype up the violence a little bit. Yeah. We go to King of the Ring 2001. Yep. Him versus Shane McMahon. Yep. And it's a street fight. And. Oh, this is the awful one with the glass. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh that's what I was. 
kind of remember from my notes. Ugh. So yes. I, so yeah, Shane. I mean, I said Shane's actually a decent wrestler, but you know, Kurt's definitely more strong and agile. This is when he hit the moon salt. Right. He told me he's not allowed to hit moon salts. <laughs> yes, because early a year earlier he tried it and broke a guy's arm. Who? Hardcore Holly. I don't know why I asked. Yeah, he's kind of a bum. Yeah. Oh, but, that's too bad. So the yeah. arm broken. No, no. But so yeah, yeah so then he only... This, why do they keep trying to do this move? It's well, so they, painful to watch. They, they have the idea that Kurt Angle was just going to suplex him through the glass. And I'm sure it was like... It had to be sealed because the one time... It, or like that's prepared because yeah. the one time he did do it and it went through. Right. But that was like him taking the brunt of it on his back. Because yeah. his back is totally cut it's up totally after that. Ugh. But yeah. then the next time he tries it and again... Poor Shane just falls straight on his head. Yeah. I'm a cement. <laughs> so then he tries it again, and again, oh Shane God. just falls right on his head. Why? Then the third time, he just whips him through it so hard that Jeez. it could have been, like, bulletproof glass he was flying through there. Yeah, like, why, like, are they, are they that committed to, like, the process? I think so, just, yeah. Like, I would have been like, oh, it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to the ring. No, they, and I think, like, they having to wheel Shane back on, like, the equipment cart. I think that was like a real oh, shoot. Like Shane McMahon probably. was not walking back to the ring. Uh, yeah. And then they kind of do this. I thought it was kind of overkill to have Shane McMahon still kick out of that. Yeah. But then he hits the Olympic slam off of the, the like plank that they had on the top rope. So yeah. it's the, the Super Olympic slam finishes him off. Yeah. So Kurt yeah, had a lot of big moves. Definitely made him look good. Yeah. Um, why was he fighting with Shane McMahon? Or was, or was he feuding? So... The month before, Kurt Angle had beat Chris Benoit to regain his gold medals. His gold medals? Yes. He gave those up? No, Kurt Angle, or Chris Benoit just stole them. But he had more to, than one gold medal? I thought he said one gold medal. Well, he always had two gold, like, mm. literal gold medals with him. They weren't, it wasn't until later that he actually had the the real Olympic gold medals with him. But, well, he, first he had the gold medals with him, the real, for real. And then, like, one of his first two road trips, he almost lost them. Yeah, I was going to say that. And so he, like, he, like, went to Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon, like, saw a guy, like, in the crowd, like, with them. Oh, jeez. So they they got them back. And he was, like, I'm just going to, like, most of his first six years, it's just him wearing, like, cheap gotcha. gold medals like, from, like, invitations. yeah. It's, like, an invitational that he won as the 12-year-old or something. Gotcha. So those were his gold medals. And he beat Kurt Angle, or he beat Chris Benoit to get them back. So then he was having a gold medal ceremony, and Shane McMahon interrupted it. Oh. And talked about how his WCW was coming soon. It was going to be so great and everything. And Kurt Angle did not like him taking up the spotlight, so he gave him an Olympic slam during the middle of that. So then Shane, Vince McMahon gave Kurt Angle a match with Shane McMahon. Gotcha. So, Got yeah, okay. brutal match. <laughs> yeah. Very bloody and Ugh, yeah. just really stiff Yeah, shots. Uh, Yeah, exactly. So, yes, yes, there's more stiff shots, too, in later ones <laughs> that I was thinking of. Um, next week, after that, we tried to watch a promo. Yes, and unfortunately, <laughs> I've been trying to download it all night. I, it is, like, blocked from the internet. That's impressive. What song was he singing? He, he doesn't even sing it. He just says... Triple H. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. Oh, no. What does the more episode's going to get wiped? Well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. Can you just that out? Just, just mock singing that song by Irish pop song, Irish pop band. Wow. 
have really good lawyers. Yeah, I guess so. Well, well if they find this, if they if they get it, they do they get it. But yeah, cool. So it's a good angle. It's a good good promo promo though, because Kurt Angle is like, oh, big deal. He tore his quad. I tore my quad earlier today. I'm here. I'm running around. <laughs> and Christian just like, I know. Yeah, I do it all the time. That's funny. We did some there. Yeah, he is like you're right. The dork, the dork's the best way to describe. Yeah, like, especially does the uh, Shawn Michaels. Yes, yes. Really funny. I liked that. Yeah, and then, like, this was the time, like, especially, like, middle of 01, like, him and Kurt, him and Steve Austin, when they're both heels, they have, like, a run of, like, three weeks where it's just, like, ridiculousness in the bit. Like, they're singing karaoke. That's funny. They're wearing cowboy hats. And Why they, not? They have badges, and Kurt Angle doesn't need any stinking badges. Well, yeah, he's got his medals. Exactly. He's got gold medal. He don't care. Yeah, speaking of that was the next match we watched. 2002 yes. versus Steve Austin. I didn't really write a lot. I said very physical, lots of suplexes. Yeah. Good, good tight match. Yeah, this was like a raw match, which it was unusual for a raw match to be like this technical and this yeah. like hard fought. And it's a clean yeah. ending. I mean, it, Steve Austin eventually escapes enough moves to hit a stunner and just mm-hmm. wins clean. It was kind of like a a look at their feud the year before. Because I know we watched the SummerSlam match between them. Yeah. Where Kurt Angle wins by DQ just because Steve Austin beat up all the refs. Yeah. So this was, but this was the flip where it's back to, I would say, their, their right characters of Kurt Angle as a sniveling heel and yeah. Steve Austin as the, the badass yeah. fighting everyone. Yeah, that definitely fits him. All right, so that covers our Kurt Angle in here oh, phase. Oh, okay, all right. And we'll take a short break, and we'll return with bald Kurt Angle. Okay, okay, I think this one will cheer you up, Vince. Um, <clears throat> okay. Here we go. Crack corn and I don't care. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. I got Olympic gold. I got Olympic gold. I got Olympic gold. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. Jimmy crack corn. What? What are you doing? I'm trying to cheer up Vince. Cheer up who? Vince. Where is he? You ran him out of the room, you stink. You're horrible, you're pathetic. Well, I wasn't any worse than you were. I listened to you when I walked in. I spent a lot of money on guitar lessons. I'm great. Tell him I'm great. Well, they did That's not. right. They didn't work. Did too? Did not. Did too. Did not. Did too. Did not. You had a minute till you come in here. Is he serious? You make me sick. All right, and we're back. And as I said, we will... Now go into bald Kurt Angle, and <laughs> do you wonder why he became bald? And now I am. I just thought he shaved his head, but this no, like no. If if you're a wrestler and you're gonna shave your head, you have to like tell the office and be like, "Hey, maybe I should lose a hair versus hair match." What happened? So it was he was feeding with Edge. Oh wait, okay. And they had a hair versus hair match, and I mean Edge with his long blonde locks versus. Rapidly decreasing hairline, Kurt Angle 
it was kind of obvious who was oh, going to so win. Oh, so he was just going bald. Yeah. Oh, I think they said he had like alopecia. Like no, no, he was, no, he was going bald. Just going bald. So, so was Steve Austin, right? Is that why he shaved his head? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he kind of figured like his look Clinging wasn't. To some scraps. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't the way to go. Right. Yeah. I don't know what that male pattern baldness. Wanna... So yeah, so he lost a hair versus hair match, and eventually, like throughout the night, he tried to avoid the barber, but eventually, it caught him, and he got his hair shaved. So then he had about a month where he speaking wrestled of, with a, a wig on. Speaking of wrestlers, there's yeah, a, wrestlers there's, with shaved heads. The yeah. Rock. The Rock's on our TV screen yep. right now. And the chief from where in the world her. is Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> That's not her. Looks a lot like her. I really, yeah, no, I agree. So, so anyway, <laughs> yeah, so Kurt Angle shaved his head. He had about a month where he wore like oh, like old school 1970s style wig with like the wrestling earmuffs nice. to like keep it in place. <laughs> but then eventually in a match with Kurt with Hulk Hogan, it came off and then he beat Hulk Hogan though and made him submit and said that he submitted Hulk Hogan, another bald wrestler. <laughs> so he was okay being bald then. That's funny. And That's then he so then the brand split happened where they split Raw and SmackDown into separate groups. Yep. And he went to SmackDown. He feuded with Rey Mysterio to start kind of a little bit. And then Stephanie McMahon decided she was going to make SmackDown tag team titles because the oh, tag titles were on Raw, so okay. they didn't need each show needed their own. Obviously, like everyone can have a belt. It feels like these days, There's right? Titles and belts and well, not in WWF nowadays because all the belts are held by Roman Reigns and True. associates. So yeah, well, I don't really watch the current stuff. Right. That's, so I still only watch wrestling. <laughs> Do you? So we get to No Mercy 2002, mm-hmm. and it is Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle who are kind of like the the team of guys of rivals that Stephanie McMahon may team up because they're such good wrestlers that they need to be in this tournament. That's kind of how she frames it. Okay. And then Edge and Rey Mysterio are the face like team that like they had been together already. And now they're yeah. teaming up to take well, they're the both belts. Really good. Yeah. Are we gonna do an Edge month? No, I don't think Edge is going to make it. Edge is very divisive. Oh, okay. Like, because he's got the good matches, but then it's kind of like when he tries to have regular good matches, they're not there as much. They mean regular good matches. Like, he's good in, like, brawls and okay, stuff, gotcha. but when he tries to have, like, a 20-minute technical match, it's not, not as good. Not that range. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. But this kind of felt like more like a Ray Mysterio match. Yeah, there's a lot of... It's good. there's a lot of points where it's Ray working off the base of small of bigger guys. Well, and, yeah, well, he's always working with the bigger right. guy. Right. Yeah. But it was funny when he like kind of mimicked. Kurt Angle yeah, because Kurt Angle kind of slaps him around a bit to start, and then he does yeah. the same to him. That was good. I liked that. So yeah, this is a fun one to watch. A lot of good moves with Edge. Yeah, mainly a Ray Mysterio match, but then of course the ankle. Ankle and, lock. I'm just gonna say like a, <laughs> ambiguously lock. A couple of reversals, but then Kurt. And then we'll win. Yep. He's kind of... it. This is kind of like considered like one of the best tag matches... Oh, really? ...in company history, yeah. Do you, do you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I'd say no. it's one of the best. Like, uh, like, not counting NXT 2016 on. Okay. I would say this is like probably the top air for... Well, at least a couple of matches. Because like the late 80s were was a better air overall. But these like top matches were better than... Hmm. That I would say. I guess I, I after three years, I still don't have enough context <laughs> to know what their truly great matches are. I thought it was good. Yeah. Uh, okay. 
And we get the sword to baby, baby, baby Brock Lesnar. Yeah, so we will... So Kurt Angle eventually wins the title late in 2002 against The Big Show. Mm, the Big Show had a title? Yeah, well, that was the whole thing. Because <laughs> The Big Show was feuding with Brock Lesnar. Oh, jeez, that's a little one-sided. And supposed to just be like challenger of the month, lose at Survivor Series, but accidentally injured Brock Lesnar. So they had to put take the belt off Brock Lesnar and give it to the Big Show for injuring oh, him. So Brock Lesnar loses the title at Survivor Series, and then they get the title off of him and give it to Kurt Angle. And then Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar have a big match at WrestleMania 19, which we will be watching soon. Okay. But not this month, obviously. I was going to say, yeah. And then eventually Kurt Angle comes back and... Since he had neck surgery, now he's a smiling baby face. Uh, and Brock Lesnar is also a smiling baby face at first, which ooh, that's is very disconcerting. I mean, now it's okay when he does it as a like crazy samurai with lumberjack powers, but yeah, back, back then, then it was very yeah, wrong. Yeah, like, I remember like a long time ago, I think when we first moved in together, you were watching some sort of like Kurt Angle documentary. It talked about like how his neck was really jacked up. Yeah, it was... Like around WrestleMania twenty nineteen. What ha- so what happened with his neck? His well, his neck. He literally broke his neck in nineteen ninety five. That's not good. In the Olympic trials, Oof. but somehow they were able to. And I think he just. I mean, back then you wrestled like just don't every happen. three months, so it wasn't like constant. Okay. Suffering, so he was able to win. Like that's why not later years he said he won the Olympic medals with a broken friggin' neck. Because he did, technically, but it wasn't like... He wasn't it, like a cast or something. Right. Like so it was always there, and then like around 2002, 2003, it just got really worse. And he had to have neck surgery. And like at that time, like the Steve Austin neck surgery was like the example for how to do it for wrestlers at the time. And it was Steve Austin was out for a year. Mm. So Kurt Angle had the option of being out for a year, or he found some guy in Pittsburgh who would do it. Of course. And you'd be out for like three months. So he went to this guy and it worked, but then he had to have it like four or five more times. So more a temporary fix? Yeah, it's kind of more of a quick fix, especially because then Kurt Angle would go back and wrestle as Kurt Angle 100%. Mm -hmm. Like wouldn't dial it back at all. So that also, I think, aggravated it more than anything. Yeah. Was he addicted to painkillers? Oh, that? yes. Okay, I We will get so. into that. Okay. Don't worry. Okay, because I was, once again, I think I remember overhearing something in that documentary. Yeah, he was that. a big painkiller guy. Ugh. Like, that's the reason he left the company for quite a while. Oh, really? Pretty much. Is that a rehab? Yeah, <laughs> kind of. That doesn't sound convincing. <laughs> so. Did he go to rehab or not? He did eventually. Okay. Not right away oh okay so but event, so after his first neck surgery okay. always a good sign yeah he he came back and got right into the title picture and started feuding with brock lesnar again and at first they played like friendly rivals thing yeah but then brock lesnar resorted to his being his monster self that he always should be a Who monstrous cyborg yeah. viking yeah but i said slow start very physical yes. and technical these are really high flyers, and no one's bringing the drama. Right. But then it kind of picked up with. Right. Yeah, they kind of, kind of like what they did their WrestleMania match. They do like almost like a shoot amateur. Yeah. 
thing to start. What do you mean to shoot? Like actual oh, rust. Like gotcha. they're not calling the spot. They're just like, gotcha. I'm going for a double takedown. See if you could stop me. Gotcha. I gotcha. Because they actually did have a real wrestling match, supposedly at a tryout in 2001, where Kurt Angle allegedly like just destroyed Brock Lesnar. Oh. And like, oh, interesting. this is like collegiate superstar freak athlete Brock Lesnar. Like, he just took him down in a chin lock right away. Gee, what would what did Brock Lesnar play in college? Was he a football player or wrestler? No, he was a wrestler. He was oh. like like the NCAA heavyweight champ. At what school did he go to? Minnesota. So that's right. And like, I think the whole thing with Kurt Angle is he's really, he really wishes that UFC got bigger like four uh, years before it did because like if in 96 he came out and there was like there were like places you could go to become a ufc fighter and like actually make money he would have done that right away and i think so and better suited to his skill set yeah i mean i mean wrestling was better for a long-term thing but short term he would have got that got that big paycheck but that's the thing in 1996 until like 2004 really it wasn't profitable to be a ufc yeah i mean barely remember hearing about yeah, it. Yeah, but like 2004, 2005, it started getting bigger and bigger. And then like, I think it was 2008 where Brock Lesnar came and fought and made like one of the biggest buy rates ever. Okay. I, I went to the Buffalo Wild Wings in Forest Park. To oh, watch it. wow. Yes. That's really big. Oh, yeah. And all the UFC fans were upset because all these wrestling fans were coming <laughs> to their Buffalo Wild Wings to watch just because oh, a wrestler was on. Well, and then the wrestler wings, killed, like, one of the best UFC fighters ever, so. Where's the Buffalo Wild Wings? I can't picture it. It wasn't on Madison, was it? No, it might not have been technically Forest Park. It was the closest there. one gotcha. to there. Okay, fair enough, yeah. It, the day started with me and Alec playing Chicago in a box. So, nice. that tells you <laughs> at, like, noon. So, we were ready to go. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, Kurt Angle wins that match. Makes Brock Lesnar tap. Clean, which was mm-hmm. the first time that ever happened, where Brock tapped out. Yeah, well, that was a lot of craziness. Like, yeah, he tapped out twice, and then right, Kurt the ref misses a, it. Then Kurt got hit by a chair because Vince McMahon comes out. So, oh yeah, this is Vince McMahon in his Hawaiian shirt face. That's right. Yes, so awkward. And also, yeah, there's bad refereeing in this match because the the final ankle lock, Brock Lesnar's in the ropes. Right, and the ref pulls him out. And then doesn't. just doesn't break the hold. And that's actually what light leads to two weeks later on SmackDown, they had an Iron Man match. Oh. So the last hour of SmackDown was oh, wow. the two of them fighting. And, and they were not letting me what, make me watch that. Huh? Yeah. It's only 48 that. minutes with commercials oh. cut out. Yeah. No but Brock Lesnar wins that and wins the title back. How do you... I mean, I guess we watched some long work flare matches. Yeah. 48 minutes. That's a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a it was a full hour, I think. Excuse me. I can't even talk on a podcast. Especially because they have, like... They have, like, the clock running oh, in the middle. Okay. So they couldn't, like, just... Oh, look at that. We draft five minutes. Gotcha. Wasn't Titan time. Yeah, it was not Titan time. Okay. So, yeah. So then after that, though, Kurt Angle kind of goes to the... Not the up, I'd say the upper mid card, kind of that top okay. of the line, and then Eddie Guerrero eventually who, who, beats Brock Lesnar for the title. So who was top of the card this time? At SmackDown, it would be Brock Lesnar okay. was the main guy, and then kind of whoever he was feuding with. But then, like the whole year of two thousand three was basically bullying Eddie Guerrero up, okay. like on the undercard, like always oh, fighting for the tag titles, fighting for the U.S. title, and then like 
January 2004, the week after the Royal Rumble, they had a SmackDown Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. Where the winner of that would face Brock Lesnar at No Way Out. Eddie Guerrero wins that. He wins the title at No Way Out. Can't he beat Brock Lesnar? Yeah. Wow. And then they needed someone. Before Brock Lesnar became untouchable. I mean, this would pretty much when Brock Lesnar was untouchable. Oh, really? But they still, they had faith in Eddie Guerrero, like, to be the man. And they tried to set it up at WrestleMania 20 with an image that would, like, always look good. Unfortunately, Chris Benoit had other plans about that. Uh, Like, like, still in WrestleMania highlights one of the top things, especially if it was just Chris Benoit's heart exploded in 2007 instead of the other stuff. Like, the two of them hugging with both the belts at WrestleMania 20 would always be, like, one of the highlight gotcha. videos. But now yeah. it's it has no. gone to wayside. Yeah. But Eddie Guerrero beats Brock Lesnar. And yeah. he needs a new challenger for... Because Goldberg is involved in that match. So they were setting up Goldberg versus Lesnar oh, at okay. WrestleMania. Horrible match. I think you remember saying that. Yeah. Because it was like both guys were leaving... Yeah. So no one wanted to see it. The crowd just started chanting like for Hulk Hogan, for Randy Savage, for Steve Austin. Steve Austin was the guest referee. He should have just like called an audible and stunned both of them like a minute into the match. That would have been better. Because it's how it ends anyways. He ends up stunning both guys. So they should have just done that. Cut their losses. Yeah. Yeah. But so Kurt Angle, though, who was a face at the time, emerges as I think he wins some sort of match on SmackDown become number one contender and then he turns heel gotcha. because he should be a heel and like does this whole thing about how eddie's a drug addict oh. and an alcoholic we can't have an addict be our world champion uh yeah but i mean point. like at this time though eddie guerrero like just released like his biography where he oh, really? like is very open about hmm. like he was fired for six for like a year in 2001 because he well, he got out of rehab, and he was, like, on his way to his first WWF show and got pulled over with a DUI. Oof. So then he got fired, and he came back, like, six months later, though, and was totally clean. That's good. But, like, yeah, he had quite the, the run of painkillers and alcohol. Oh. So it was, like, a big thing, though, that he was, you know, like, he was on the straight and narrow, and Kurt Angle was like, no, you're... I have to stand up for America and American Jeez. rights. Oh. Uh, yeah. Playing that, that angle. Yep. That's not the first time I've played that card. Nope. And that well, ain't the last. last time. <laughs> nope. Try and true. But it gets us to WrestleMania, and we have this match between Eddie Guerrero and Kurt Angle. Yeah. Um, slow bit. Oh, I like that little tilt to whirl move they did. They yeah. kind of like spun around. Um, slow match. Oh. Um, <laughs> I think I still stand by this. I said the ankle lock looks, it looked, you know, I bet it hurts, but it doesn't really look that painful. Like, it doesn't yeah. really look that painful. Depen- it depends, like. It just looks like you're, like, giving the guy the quad stretch. Yeah, and it also depends, like, who he's doing it to and how long he's going to hold it on. Like, yeah. if it's usually, like, a short one, he's barely turning it, but, like, you can tell if it's the end of the match, so when he, like, clamps down. Yeah, like, and, ah, yeah. yeah. But some of these looked kind of, like, like, yeah. okay. Like, once again, I'm sure it's painful. I know that's... <laughs> But like the, the optics, it's like, that eh, it doesn't look too bad. Sometimes it just looks like getting like a deep stretch. Yes. But in this match, it hurts so bad that Eddie Guerrero decides to take unlace his boots to try and relieve the oh, tension. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then eventually, when Kurt Angle locks it again, he tosses Kurt Angle to the outside of the ring. He shimmies his foot up. And he shimmies his foot, foot not all the way off. 
That's true. Just most of the way off. <laughs> so then when Kurt Angle does it again, the boot slips off, and Eguro rolls him up, and of course gets the ropes, because Eguro's thing is, he lies, he cheats, he steals. Yeah. So I, he's going to cheat as much as possible. I know that now. Especially against Kurt Angle. And, like, the fans just are okay with that? Or oh, no? yeah. Really? Because that was, like, his character. Like, he had said that for, like, a year. Like, I lie, I cheat, uh-huh. I steal. <laughs> so everyone was like, yeah, he did it. He cheated. <laughs> he cheated. He stole. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's, like, he beat Brock Lesnar, so. That's true. He's not going to be able to do that legally. <laughs> he enough. needs to cheat to do that. So. Fair enough. All right. So, yeah, so, but then Kurt Angle sticks around. He's still around, and then. He eventually comes back to SmackDown. He goes to Raw for a little bit, but SmackDown is his home. Okay. Mainly because they wanted to send Shawn Michaels to SmackDown, but Shawn Michaels' church group was on Tuesday, so he doesn't do SmackDown. Really? Yes. So Kurt Angle was kind of pissed that he was the second <laughs> choice to go to SmackDown. But he goes to SmackDown. He wins the world title. Shawn couldn't ask his church group to no, change No, nice. no, no. His church group is much more important than wrestling. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, so... Batista gets injured. Batista was the champ on SmackDown. Gets injured. So they have to have a battle royal for the new champ. And also it helped that this SmackDown was in Pittsburgh. Uh, so he's going to get the big pop anyways. Right. So he's going to go. Okay. So he wins the title. Faces Mark Henry at the Royal Rumble. The end of the Royal Rumble. He beats Kurt, He beats Mark Henry. Then the Undertaker comes out with a goddamn chariot. Oh. And oh, a, well, I think I watched, like, the and a horse. Yeah. Shit. And yeah, it makes lightning crazy. fall down at Kurt Angle. That's, yeah. Well. And then it makes the ring fall apart. Because that's why that hit match had to be the last match of the night. Gotcha. It's like, reasons, reasons match should be last. <laughs> Title match. Crazy shenanigans. Babyface wins. Undertaker does zombie shit. Does destroys the ring. Yeah. Yes. yes. So, Undertaker did zombie shit, so... You don't don't curse so much, baby. Sorry, we already got the, we the explicit. E, the oh, e we do? I think so. Oh, we should be cursing more. Yeah. Really lean into it. Nah, that's okay. But... So then, the Undertaker unveils. He wants the belt. Oh, this was one of the matches I thought was a little stiff. Yeah, I could see that. There yeah. were a lot of transitions that did, that were just kind of off. Yeah, it was a it was a different match for sure. Like this was not a match for definitely for the Undertaker. It was very uncommon for him to have a half hour, like, technical match. Yeah, they just didn't really gel on their set. Yeah, I I think it did, like, the last 10 minutes, I think. Like, it was really good. The back back walk over tombstone moves. Yes. yes. I like that. I think if it's this, Undertaker did that before in other matches. I think I've seen that before. I still like it. Yeah, he's done it. He's done it since then. Okay. I think this might have been the first time. Yeah. And, like, they also bust out the old. Bret Hart ring post figure four. Oh yeah, I like and it was old school. Just yeah, the sound of music, but yes. I don't know. That's just well, I'm always gonna call it. I know, but I don't know. Just yeah, especially at the beginning, it just to do like a couple like lifts to get him up. And yeah, some of the transitions didn't really work very well. Yeah, I I, I like because it's like it like is a match. Well, it's also the greatest match of all time. I just didn't like it. No, I I mean <laughs> I I liked it a lot, but I went no, it's not the best match. But I think it's just kind of like. It's one of the times where showing a match is like a clash of styles, I think, worked. Like, okay. other times where they try to do it, it kind of works, like, clunky. Mm-hmm. I thought this still, like, meshed well. Yeah, that is kind of <laughs> clunky. That's all right. We don't have to agree. Yep. 
Next we go to ECW. Oh, now you WWE ECW. So what was that? When they bought it or something? Well, they had bought it already, but this was when they were start getting ready to launch it as its third brand. Gotcha. And so the thing was... So he was okay with it now? That, like, yeah, now Paul that... Heyman? Yeah. Well, Paul Heyman was still there, right? Yeah, well, for the first two weeks, Paul Heyman was in charge of the CCW. But gotcha. Telling you that he was in charge for two weeks should tell you about yeah. how long the actual image of it lasted. Right, exactly. Also, it doesn't help that RVD was their first champ and he got busted driving with while smoking pot. Oof. So, yeah. yeah. That she kind of the... ruined the promotion. Yep, all right. That's a little buzzkill for ECW. <laughs> but... So, but the thing, the deal was, like, Paul Heyman gets a draft, one guy from SmackDown and one guy from Raw. Ah, uh, okay. And obviously he's dropped, drafting RVD from Raw to be ECW, but he wanted to draft Kurt Angle from SmackDown. And they had a promo war thing with Mick Foley, which would have been an awesome match if they had actually followed through with it, where Mick Foley was talking to Kurt Angle about how, like, he walked out on an ECW show um, he knows ECW is nothing but side, side shows and freaks. Uh, and, like, he should disown, like, disavow it. But Kurt Angle was like, no, I'm going to be the best wrestler in ECW. And they were ready to, like, build a promotion, basically, around him and the RBD. Hmm. And, well, we'll get to it after this match, what happens to both of them. Okay. Well, this is 2006. Yes. And, and then he has the... Is this his first match where he did Mouth guard? No, he started wearing it pretty much probably right after the Undertaker match. Oh, really? I think he actually hurt something in his mouth in that okay. match. So he started wearing a mouthpiece, and then it just became part of his character. Because even in the Undertaker match, I think he started wearing the wrestling, uh, like, sneakers. Gotcha. So and he had that there. So, so he kind of leaned into the wrestling Yeah, like, character. even more to amateur wrestling. and They gotcha. kind of changed his music a little bit. Yeah. It was The drum beat was, like, kind of... More so, it, it wasn't as easy to chant "You suck." The fans, we still at WrestleMania twenty two, we still got "You suck" in, but it wasn't as as clean as it used to be. Yeah, when did that start? I know he's. It was two thousand, like right, two said? January two thousand one. I would say. Dang. Yeah, I mean, there was always like "You suck" chants, but then when it people realized like we it could sing it in perf in tune with the music. The best was like two thousand, early two thousand two, where he was feuding with Steve Austin. So you would get the "You suck, what? You suck, what? You suck, what? You suck." People were even doing it during his interviews, and he would like freak out. <laughs> That's funny. So here he's feuding with Randy Orton, though, who he kind of been feuding with all spring. Another and, baby, baby. Yeah, baby, baby Randy 20, Orton. I think he was like twenty four years old there. I think it was 20, 24 is when he won the world title oh, okay. for the first. Yeah, I think yeah, it was he, 26. Yeah, I made a big deal. But still, that. like, yeah. just a couple arm tattoos, not the full sleeve that True. he would yeah. become known as. No voices in his head music, the other. Nope. But he does have his pyro in yep. the Hammerstein ballroom, which makes it smoky for the entire yeah, exactly. match. Yeah, that was a small. Why did you do that venue? It was like a throwback. Yeah, because that's what, like, I mean, the top venue would have been the ECW arena, but that was, like, not wired for them basically gotcha. like they wouldn't have been able to do wwe production in there and they could do it in the hammerstein ballroom where ecw did run quite a bit okay but it was also it's wired to the in, in philadelphia yep now it's like the oh capacity's only 13 other people yeah that also oh, geez yeah i mean 
The one night stands couldn't have been that much more. Originally Viking Hall. Yeah, Viking Hall was the original name of it. Interesting. All right. So he's going down a uh, rabbit hole here now. <laughs> go back to my notes. Okay. So yeah, this is. Um, oh, they they I, the big note I had here was that the crowd loves Kurt Angle. Like he's yes. like, why are they so like? Well, because he on him? like the thing was at this this show is like. ECW versus WWE guys. Like, gotcha. all the matches. So, Kurt Angle was a WWE guy. Or no, he was an ECW guy yeah, yeah. here. And Randy Orton was, like, the prototypical WWE guy. Yeah. Like, I mean... It's the kind of guy Vince likes. It's the kind of guy Vince likes. He's looks... I mean... Looks the part. Looks the part. As, I mean, him versus anyone in the original ECW, it's, like, not even a question of who's, like, the bigger star. Like, he just looks like a wrestler so much more than he's very anti ECW just in his look and stuff. Gotcha. Okay. So like anyone he would have been a heel against, but against the guy that like for the two weeks leading up to this, you knew that Kurt Angle was going to be one of the faces of the new ECW. So yeah, that's why. Gotcha. And yeah, they, they boo the hell out of Kurt Ang or Randy oh, World. Big time. Big yeah. pussy chance to start, I believe. Yeah. Yep, that's nice. Yep. Charming. Yeah, this it was weird because there wasn't a lot of room around the ring. It was like yeah, it's cramped. a small... So, yeah, arena. I mean, people just... Well, he could have done, like, nothing in Korean would have gotten it. So, yeah, all, I said all the classic suplex moves. Did the ankle lock, and then he did the ankle lock. What did the ankle lock again to win it? Yes. So. And then we went back and watched the Kurt Angle... The yes, the promo. Shawn Michaels promo from leading into the WrestleMania 21 match where he claimed he was going to do everything better that Shawn Michaels did in three weeks. So he beat Marty Jannetty one week. And then uh, the next... Marty Jannetty was still around? Well, kind of. He like popped in there very <laughs> shortly. Eaten. Yeah. They were, were they the Rock and Rollers? The, ro the Rockers. Rockers. Yeah. That was close. Yeah. Who's the Rock and Rollers? No one. Who's the Midnight Express? Uh, Stan... Lane and Bobby. Okay. Don't know where yeah. I got that one, but somewhere yeah, we, right. we saw them. We watched I know, them. but we didn't, still. There's the Rock and Roll Express. Well, I guess I, I that's what I That's who feuded with the Midnight Express for a while. Well, yeah. <laughs> I just kind of combined yeah. them all. Yeah, they all kind of did combine. Very similar names, yeah, in my head. They're all running together. Um, but yeah, so talk more about... So, yeah. after that match, like a little, couple months, a couple weeks later, like there were all these... Like, in November of the year before, there were all these rumors that, like, some top WWE star was suicidal after the death of Eddie Guerrero. Mm -hmm. Like, someone had really gone into depression, and eventually everyone figured out it was Kurt Angle. Oh, and really? Kurt Angle was... Let's see if they say here. Angle was granted an early release from his WWE contract because of health reasons. He asked from his release because he was working hurt and they wanted to give him time off to work to go to rehab and he refused rehab. Eesh. And like their drug policy at the time was if you like you go to rehab and you come back, if you refuse to go to rehab, you're fired. Gotcha. So that's what happened to him. Okay. Wait, did he eventually go to rehab though you said? No, well, not right away. Because okay. well, then he goes to TNA. Okay. And he actually wrestled in TNA for 10 years, longer than he was in oh, WWF. Wow. And during this time, I think he had, he had quite a few DUIs. Mm. DUI, one, two, 
three. Don't they take your license away? Four. Well, these are a lot of them are in different states, so I think. Well, that yeah. So we have at least five DUIs. That's really your response. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Well, I mean, it too in Moon Township, which I think is probably where he was kind of living. Probably. And then he also, they also were finding steroids in his car when they searched him. So he was kind of a mess. And TNA had no drug policies. Oh. So he was there just kind of. And then eventually he got sober. Not sure when exactly. He did it though. I think it was 2000. It looks like 2013 at least was the last time he got arrested. And, and he entered a rehab center after that. Okay. So hopefully since then, 2015, he got like the actual neck surgery to like fix his neck. Gotcha. But then. The one he should have gotten like 15 yeah. years before. And then 2017, he was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Oh. And then he became like the general manager. And then in 2000, late 2017, he had a few matches. Like it's kind of like a stand-in for guys that got injured and stuff. And then. 2018, we watched his. We did. Unfortunately, not his last WrestleMania match. His last good WrestleMania match. What was his last WrestleMania match? The next year against Baron Corbin. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's not. Well, this was more like the Ronda Rousey match. Yeah, so he's a bit. He's a side character. In he this, was definitely a side character. It works though because like. They kind of show it in. They didn't really play it up in the promo we watched, but they kind of set it up that like. He was helping to train her. Yeah. Because she was, you know, she was a goal, uh, she was a bronze medal. She was an Olympian. Right. Two Olympians. Two yeah. Olympians. Yeah, they had a kind of common thread. Right. But yeah, it was a good match. I just said Kurt and Triple H are both old. Some good yeah. news, though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. They're, they, they're still able to do their, their big spots, but there is the one top part early in the match where they're kind of rolling around. It looks like the seniors at the... <laughs> At the house are arguing over who's got the last yellow or something. Yeah, it's not, a little bit. But they ended up pulling it together and they have yeah. a good match. And yeah, it was like Triple H was ready to show his ass for to help make Ronda Rousey a star. And right. So is Steph- I mean Stephanie ends up tapping no problem, but right. It was like the main point of this match is to make Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey look good. Yeah. Yeah, so she yeah she put it to all her Gina moves and yep. arm breaking moves and yeah the two of them like have through the matches like laid on the on the side yeah and, they're kind of like just laid out and yeah take their time out mm-hmm. with the shot the spotlight on Randa yeah but no it's a good match and yeah and then he had matches but it was kind of like if it was if it wasn't a tag team match it kind of became like clear like he's kind of old and shouldn't be doing this anymore yeah. and. Like, it was kind of in March, like, leading up to WrestleMania 35, he tried having, like, all these dream, like, him versus Samoa Joe, him versus AJ Styles, because they had, like, a bunch of matches in TNA uh, that were really good, but a four-minute match on Raw was not the way to do it, and mm-hmm. the match with Corbin wasn't good. He loses, and it's kind of like, ugh. Kurt Angle loses? Yeah. You're like, uh, sorry. I'll yeah, sorry, we're, you're losing to Baron Corbin. Yeah. And he had, like, said that he had made the pitch for it to be Kurt Ang- or John Cena. Oh. But John Cena didn't end up wrestling at that WrestleMania. But mm-hmm. he could have... I'm sure he would have been happy to wrestle an eight-minute match with Kurt Angle. Like, yeah, two seriously. The, two of the safest guys that could have done it. I mean, it wouldn't have been, like, eight German suplexes or anything. It would have been... 
But the, the powers that be felt that it was more important to get Baron, Baron Corbin. Corbin over. Mm, not so much. Yeah, didn't really pay. I mean, he's still around, unfortunately. <laughs> know how you feel about it. Yeah. All right. All right, so his rankings. So nuance, and again, that's like flexibility, longevity. So longevity really is about six years and then a little bit on the back, say seven years with all the stuff on the back end, but yeah. mainly six years as a main guy. Face and heel, he does both better as a heel. Yeah. Tag team, like he doesn't tag too often, but like I said, when he does, it's one of the best yeah, good ones. tag matches ever. So I'd say he's pretty good there. So what are you um, thinking? Thinking like an eight. Okay. What are you thinking? I'm gonna go nine. I think, I, yeah, because his face work isn't that great. I can't go much more. Okay, <laughs> Jay is jump up match. So big moments, big matches. Uh, I don't know, eight point five. Okay. I, I don't know. It's not like what's like. I don't know if I get in my head like the Kurt Angle match. Like, yeah, I think he kind of is hurt because if he had stayed for a few more years, they were just getting into the point where like the big WrestleMania matches were just like weren't so much the title matches, it was like the work rate match. Like he has the match with Shawn Michaels that is that match at that WrestleMania. But like okay. if he had stuck around, he probably would have each year had like a headline match, but it kind of ended a little too early. I'm gonna go nine. But yeah, I think that's kind of I mean, he has a lot of big moments, but no, like, real... Like, headliner. Yeah. Like, even when he's the champion, he's not, like, the top guy in the company, I would say. Right. So, P is promo work and character... Promo and character work. He was pretty good. I, I'll give him an 8.5. Okay. We only watched a couple promos, but... Yeah, we didn't watch that. enough promos. I'm going to give him a 9 for that. He was... Straight 9s from you so far. Yeah, I mean... And then W is work right, so this is actual. Yeah, he's a work good right wrestler. Yeah. yeah, nine. Nine. Yeah, I'll go nine. I it's there's it's a shame that we couldn't get like 2008 peak Kurt Angle versus peak Daniel Bryan. That'd be pretty cool. That, or Daniel Bryan. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. And I know who you're talking about. Yes. Equal sign S U N. So 34. And 36 so, well, yeah, 36 yeah. For the math for you on that one. yeah yeah four times <laughs> yep. but no i think yeah kurt angle he's kind of he's a guy who's not at the very top he's not top 10 he's kind of right on the outside looking into that i'd say yeah that's fair i enjoyed it but like he I was said, always a top guy but he wasn't like i'm saying he was never the top guy for even when he was the champion on smackdown when it was one brand it was like the brock lesnar show or Right. Well, basically, Brock Lesnar show. So he never, like, he didn't like go off the ropes too much. Just right. Yeah. His suplexes and his. Well, he did. He did. He was big in the uh, the pop up superplex though, where he'd run off the ropes and that's true. Suplex the guy off all of them real quick. I was a big fan of that move. <laughs> Fair enough. So for our next month, it's up to you. It'll one way or another it'll contain a Kurt Angle match. Okay. And we're gonna watch both of these guys. It's just the order that we watch them in. Either both also from the uh, OVW class of 2002, John Cena, or Brock Lesnar. 
Let's do John Cena next. John Cena first, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So that's when we'll talk to you next. And right. until then, enjoy yourself. I have this ad that I'm going to click out of. <laughs> All, right. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you.